on this special origin stories episode of cry havoc i go a little bit off the rails so it's kind of fun kind of short i hope that everybody enjoys it and like if not let me know because i need negative feedback I don't know. I can work with this. I can yeah. work with this. The definition of consciousness. Yes. I can make a dollar out of a dime here. Can we somehow... Obviously, feet is number one. to remember the first place that you ever lived like really deep down i mean you're probably a young kid there's most of you probably lived there until you actually did have real memories and some of you probably like me lived there for a short period of time and then just kind of left at some point for some reason probably your parents moving I mean, that's pretty obvious. I lived in uh, Michigan for the longest time. I was born in Grand Rapids, but lived in, I think it was called Muskegon. Don't quote me on that, even though I'm, you know, putting it in recording. So I lived there for the first like six years of my life. And as far as I know or remember, we only lived in the one house there. And the only, like, solid memories that I have from that actual time were, uh, there was a time when me and my brother were having fun, uh, ramming into this chair that was, like, not quite a rocking chair, but it was one of those soft chairs, and it does rock back and forth, but I wouldn't really call it a rocking chair it had a solid base so anyway we were launching ourselves into it and flinging back off of it and i uh launched a little bit too hard and broke the window that was behind the chair i remember that very clearly and then um the only other thing i remember is like i went out on my tricycle at one point i was had to be like three years old or some shit i don't know but i went out on my tricycle and uh was trying to catch up with my older brother and my dad who were on bicycles which are much faster and they were you know older than i was so they were able to actually go faster and they were just gonna go around the block so i was like okay just gotta get around the block and little you know I don't know, definitely less than six-year-old me was just pedaling along, had no idea where the fuck I was going, like, just knew I had to follow this sidewalk, and eventually, as I tend to do, 
I started like crying my eyes out while pedaling this bike and still continuing on to just keep pedaling because I knew that there was if I stopped then I wasn't making any progress towards being back where I needed to be I knew I had to just get around the block but god damn it I was going to complain the entire fucking time I was doing it and I'll be fucking damned if I don't do that same shit to this day probably earliest memory I have is that fucking bike ride trike ride I'm not even going to give myself that credit so anyway um the next place that I lived was in Augusta Georgia my possibly least favorite city on the entire planet that I've ever been to except for there are good people here. I will say that. I love my peoples from Augusta, but I'll be damned if this city isn't, like, just doomed from the start. I don't know. There's, like, it's it's good if you want to work at a hospital or are in the military or, like, golf, but I am none of those things. I am a stand-up comedian, and I need to you know, be where the stand-up is. Anyway, so I ended up here because my dad got a job in this town. And, um, when he got that job, it was, like, a huge move. And it was, like, in the middle of January. So it was, I mean, he moved here first, and then we came. And it was snowing. It was, like, four foot of snow in Michigan that day when we were leaving. And then, or like the weekend before or some shit. I don't know. I was a kid, okay? My memory's not that great. I, anyway, we leave all this snow in Michigan and get off the plane in Augusta. And it is like 75 degrees outside. And I instantly start sneezing. Like, I would prefer white snow to yellow snow in almost every case almost every case just because yellow snow is often what pollen is referred to i not gonna you can figure out the other one all right so we moved to augusta and i move into this house with my parents obviously like i'm a kid i'm six years old like it's not not like i had uh, any any uh say or wanted to have any say in the matter i didn't give a flying fuck at that point where we lived um so we get here and that's when i started like being homeschooled which was you know first grade that's you know when i started getting more and more siblings as the day <laughs> the days and months and years went by just kept uh kept uh kept uh piling up you know just uh lots of lots of lots of kids my parents had lots of kids okay you've heard that and i really hope that you have listened to the other origin stories episodes before this at least you don't have to listen to the like interview ones but these ones i think are uh sequential so i would say listen to these in order if you are uh, just starting so living on that in that house with my parents that was until i was like 
17, 18 years old, and honestly, like, my memory from that period of time is basically completely and entirely shot. Like, I really don't remember hardly anything. There's little stuff here and there. None of it um, I want to, like, try and go into in this format without thinking about it first. So we're going to move on to when I moved out. Which, uh, if you ask the rest of my family, it was over uh, me not wanting to cook a pot of macaroni and cheese. And I just, like, freaked out and was like, I'm moving out, that's it! Which, it kind of did happen that way, but also, like, there was... I got an opportunity. Because I had been working at McDonald's at this point. Here's where your previous episode knowledge will be relevant. I was working at McDonald's, and I met this dude, Kevin. And Kevin offered me, like, to live in this house with all these other dudes. And we were, um, gonna be splitting rent. It was gonna be, like, 200 bucks a month, and that's it. Including utilities and all that shit. And I was like, well, I can afford that working part-time at McDonald's. So, um, yeah, let's do it. So, there were going to be, like, four roommates, I think. And, by the way, Kevin is the only one who I'm going to say his actual name because he's the only one that, um, wasn't, uh, wasn't a bad egg, maybe, I'll say. I don't know. At the time, it was, everybody was into all sorts of shit. The first night that I spent in this house, no, no, second night that I spent in this house, was the first time that I smoked weed. Um, I had been putting it off and putting it off because I knew that uh, if I ever did, that my parents would be able to tell if I had. So I was like, I will wait until I'm out of their house and I don't have to go back until at least the next day. <laughs> and then I moved out and I was like, okay, well, people here have weed and I want to smoke some weed. This was a very big, like, party house, and, um, it was a, it was like a three or four bed, no, it was, I think it was a four bedroom, two story fucking house in a nicer part of town, and, like, we just busted up in there and started fucking shit up, like, big time. We were having parties every single night. There was a party at one point that had 200 plus people in attendance. It was ridiculous. And like, there are so many people that I know from that point in my life that I uh, reconnected with probably like a year or two ago that it's just insane. That was like... Uh, like how people talk about like oh shit we knew each other in high school and you like bump into your old high school buddy well i didn't go to public school okay like i don't have those friends i have friends from my fucking party house when i was 19 years old 18 years old i don't even remember so like that's how crazy it was and um Man, the first time I ever smoked weed, I was zooted. 
like I sat there staring into a mirror for what felt like probably 16 hours and what probably was about 35 minutes which is still a long time to sit and stare into a mirror I realized at that point in time that weed makes uh, time slow down in video games so I'm better at them and then I was like maybe more weed will make time slow down even more and that is not the case it just makes you shit at video games so there's a perfect balance somewhere and everybody needs to find their uh, own equilibrium anyway this house as I previously stated was full of nonsense drugs alcohol which I don't, I don't know alcohol is a drug so anyway it was just chaos constantly which usually I would thrive on but this was a very new kind of chaos for me this was real chaos this was gritty chaos this was roommates fighting with their girlfriends to the point of like screaming matches and talking about calling the cops which at this house would have been a fucking nightmare because like there's so much shit in this house that is illegal that we need to keep the cops out of it and then all of a sudden that becomes the main threat of every person to like try and get power over the other roommates is like oh shit well i'll just call the fuck cops and it's like okay you can't that's not how relationships are supposed to work but i didn't know how to even speak for myself at this point i was completely naive i was 100 percent like timid homeschooled terrified like i got held at gunpoint one time in a kitchen because one of my roommates thought that one of us stole his Totino's party pizza. He thought one of us ate a $1.25 Totino's party pizza. And he was holding a handgun to each one of our faces, interrogating us over who ate it. Which, in reality, in hindsight, was more than likely him... But one of my other roommates, who had known him for much longer and was, like, basically best friends with him, owned up to it, quote-unquote, and um, took the heat so that, like, he knew, like, oh, well, he's not going to shoot me. Which is a terrifying situation, and I realized that. But, like, you gotta understand, growing up homeschooled with seven siblings... And a pastor as your father is equally and in a different way terrifying. Like, it, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, to say the least. But it was also chaos. And I decided to go from chaos to chaos. Eventually, and when I say eventually... I don't talk, I'm not talking about very long. It was about two months, and the cops had been called on the house probably three or four times up to that point. My dad had texted me at some point 
warning me that uh, he knew somebody who knew somebody who uh, was sort of involved with investigating the people that I was living with. So he was like, I'm talking to this guy, he says they're on to something. And I was like, whatever, dad. Whatever. I just kept living there because I wanted to rebel and I wanted to live my own free life. Which I don't blame me for, you know? You know, I don't blame me for that. And, uh, it just so happened that he was telling the truth. And the cops were, in fact, called several times. And it always was, like, the party was too loud. And they would, like, let us go with a warning. Or the next time it was, like, everybody got ID'd. And anybody that was drinking underage, which was probably a few people, got, um got sent back home to their parents which isn't a huge consequence so I was just under the impression as a naive 19 year old that this meant hmm, you know I guess these uh, I guess these cops are just nice I guess they just don't want to um, fuck up everybody's life and they actually care but instead what the reality was and what I found out later was that these cops were actually onto us the whole time and they had confidential informants buying drugs from the house and like they knew exactly what was going on all the time just from all these people that they had spying on us so they decided one day was just the day and on this particular day I was getting ready for work I was in my own room which instead of a doorknob I had put on a deadbolt because that's how bad things had gotten and I um, was just getting dressed getting ready and all of a sudden I hear a loud bang on the fucking garage door the indoor garage door and um, it sounded like somebody kicked the fucking door open I was like holy shit somebody is here to try and kill everybody in the house it wouldn't be the first time that um, somebody had come in with a firearm trying to steal things or murder somebody so it wasn't like a huge surprise but it was you know um, it was a little bit different this time because this time it was the cops and they had a battering ram so they decided to use this battering ram as liberally as possible throughout the entire fucking house busting down every single door that they had the opportunity i swear to god they busted down the pantry door pantry door they literally busted in closet doors they busted through the bedroom doors including mine which like Thank God I had been watching uh, Burn Notice on USA because he told me that you need to stay away from the doors. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Stay away from the doors. I was 18, okay? Anyway, um, my buddy Kevin, the you know other innocent one in the house, I he was taking a shower and the cops busted in the bathroom door on him butt-ass naked and made him just put a towel on and then put him in handcuffs. They put everybody in handcuffs, took us all down to the living room, 
explain what the fuck had happened, how they had people watching the house the entire time. And um, they found, they searched the house. Oh, shit, man, I should have told this in order, but I never do. So, literally two days before this happened, two days earlier, on this particular day, we, um, we had found out that one of the roommates was growing marijuana in one of the closets. And we decided that it was time to kick this particular roommate out of the house. So we did that. He left, took all of his shit with him. And with, you know, all of his shit was most of the illegal stuff in the house. Fast forward back two days again. And um, we are in the living room. Cops have just raided the house, and two days ago, we kicked out the person that they are exactly looking for. And we are all, like, don't know where he is, man. We kicked him out. Like, if only. It would, like, I don't even know what the timeline looks like where we didn't kick him out two days beforehand. But it's probably vastly different. Um, anyway, it was on this same, I keep saying that, I chose at that point in time that I needed to leave. Unfortunately, at that point in time, I was working at Cheddar's Waiting Tables, another call back to the previous one, um, and I did not have a whole lot of income. It was day to day I was making money. I would have, you know, like... $20 after my shift and then I would spend it and food and living and then you know every once in a while get a good shift on the weekends so I didn't exactly have enough money for a security deposit or anything and um, the only person I knew that was willing to like take me in was this guy Chase who you know listen to the other episodes this is a heavy one for that uh <laughs> Anyway, it was not, I mean, at the time, it was the best choice probably that I could have made. I don't know. Maybe not. Whatever. He let me live in his one-bedroom apartment in the living room, and that was, you know, very generous, I guess. I don't know. He didn't seem to mind. But anyway, we lived there for a little bit, not even a couple of months not a whole lot happened while I was there, just kind of slumming it on a couch for a little bit. Had an air mattress eventually. But, um, don't you just hate air mattresses? Reinflating them every fucking night. You go out in the middle of the night. I don't know. That's not funny. Anyway, the, um, after that, me. Chase and this other guy Josh decided to get an apartment together and it was you know everybody gets their own bedroom kind of thing I, nobody's slumming it in the living room so I was pleased that was literally all I required at that point was not being in the living room so I had my own room there one of my favorite memories of being there 
is hanging out with Josh all the time. I would go into his room. He had this projector that would shoot up the entire wall as a like computer screen. He was the first guy. He was one of the first people that I knew that like built his own computer and made it as best as he could fucking make it. And like he would play Battlefield, I think at the time it was Battlefield 3 or 2. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But uh, that shit was incredible. I would get stoned as fuck with Josh and just sit next to him on his bed watching him play Battlefield for hours on end. And that was fucking fun as shit. And we played guitar together. That was shit. Fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, at a certain point... Chase moved out abruptly and uh, sort of stuck us trying to find somebody to fill that spot and uh, found this guy Mark who was cool as shit lived with him for a little while and thems was my like I don't know like I partied before but I think that was probably the heaviest partying I ever did and like at that point in time i just did not care that's when i started smoking cigarettes that's when like broke bad if you will i um not like my proudest moments you know but i did i i built a fort there too i remember that anyway after leaving there, um, that is actually also the place I was living when I met my ex-wife. So the next time I moved was Chase left. Everybody else was talking about cutting and running on the lease. And I was like, I don't want to have to pay all that extra for the lease. And they were like, well, we're doing it anyway. So I ended up getting screwed out of that one. And then, um, had to move in, move back in with my parents. And I lived in my dad's office for, like, I don't know. It was a few months, at least, that I was sleeping on this futon in my dad's office. And, um, between that and my ex-wife's house, parents' house, rather, and, um, Eventually, we got our own place. It was a townhouse off of uh, Boy Scout Road. But anyway, we lived there for a while. And I made a lot of crazy memories in that house. That was the first house that I ever, like, tried psychedelics in. That was the first place I ever did, like mushrooms and acid i built a fort there too um it's a cool spot i had uh at one point my buddy moved in right next door to me it was my best friend at the time and uh literally living next door to each other go out in the backyard like you know wilson and tim allen from tool time Heidi Ho. This podcast brought to you by 
fake ad to cover your old trauma. Did you start recording a podcast about your life and accidentally start opening old wounds you thought you had buried deep down where you would never feel them again? Don't worry, just try new fake ad instead of finishing your story. Fake ad lets you do a quick edit of your podcast to skip over the past trauma that you don't feel comfortable sharing to the entire internet. Fake ad is not for everyone, so talk to your doctor or just ask Joe Rogan if fake ad is right for you. Side effects of fake ad may include looking like a pussy, suppressing your feelings, or even thoughts of suicide. And we're back. I keep telling them to put those ads in better places, but we'll just have to keep going for now. So uh, I moved into a different house, and then we left that house, and we're moving on to the house that I lived in after I was divorced. So I moved into this house with few of my friends and you know because that's always gone well for me and um lived there for a substantial amount of time probably about a year and a half that's where I was when COVID first started I remember um that house was definitely haunted uh there was something fucking in that attic I don't know what it was kept making noise, kept banging on stuff, moving around. I swear to God, I heard it myself too. And it, yeah, it would open and close the attic door. Well, not close it. It would always just open it. But we even screwed it shut at one point. Like literally, I work in construction. I know how to screw something fucking shut. And I screwed the door shut. And we went up there one time after it was like banging around. And that shit was unscrewed. So, and when we looked in there, didn't find shit. There was an old Call of Duty game, and there was a uh, child's, like, parka, perka, burka? Not burka. It's a, the thing Kenny from South Park wears. So, and some old chicken bones. That was, that was weird. There was one time one of the chicken bones just ended up in the middle of the room, just, Nobody had been in there. We had completely emptied out the room, so nothing was in there. And uh, all that, we, you know, went in, opened the door. Great, the attic's open again. Oh, shit, there's a fucking lone chicken bone in the center of the room for no fucking reason. Gotta be ghosts. So, naturally, we didn't call anybody, and we just let it hang we just were like, okay, I guess it's cool. I mean, it was not long after that that I'd moved out of there, but it was a, um, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty neat house, I guess. Uh, regular, regular house size with rooms and such with a air conditioner and all the house things. I, <sighs> I remember when I was living there, one of my favorite, actually to this day, I think it might still be my favorite birthday party ever, which was like just phenomenal. I got this amazing Kylo Ren space shuttle Lego set and I got um, my buddy Evan from the first podcast. He got a Darth Vader pinata 
and filled it with tiny booze bottles. And then I got to bust it open with my replica master sword, which was just a phenomenal experience just in general. If you know anything about me, that is like the perfect day. And I had everybody was hanging out and we were all, you know, partying and having fun. That was one of my favorite days. I loved it. So I don't want to get too deep in the shit again. I knew this episode was going to have a lot of shit to, you know, deepen myself in. Uh-oh, looks like you need another fake ad. Fake ad isn't just for past trauma. Fake ad can also help when you just start trailing off because you don't want to talk about petty drama that you had to navigate with your past roommates. Were they the assholes? Were you the asshole this whole time? There's only one common thread, buddy. But who cares? With fake ad, you can skip over all that nonsense about losing a car and a house and having to file for bankruptcy and get right to the part that people are really interested in. The air conditioner. Use fake ad responsibly. Using fake ad to be overly meta can be a serious detriment to podcast listenership. And so I moved in with my sibling Lilium and their, um, not yet at the time, but soon to be husband Chris in uh, another townhouse. Still have my two cats. Just, you know, not, you know, got a whole room to myself, a whole bathroom to myself can't complain god damn it i should have thought i was gonna say before i started all right look you only get a few more of these fake ad did you maybe start recording a podcast before you thought about what words you were gonna say is that maybe the entire point of having a podcast is to come up with the thing before you're gonna say the thing into the microphone thing that records the thing did you even think of what you're saying right now did you maybe forget to include your girlfriend in the last two uh, places that you lived? Are you saying uh too much in the middle of a fake ad that's supposed to be planned out? I think even this is getting a little bit too much now. So so like I was saying, we had a whole bedroom to ourselves. We had a whole bathroom to ourselves. Um, and it's it's been a really nice place to live. It's one of my favorite places that I've tripped on acid i really uh had i've had some of my better trips here and um you know i love my sibling and just i guess what i'm kind of building up to with this entire episode is uh the announcement that uh me and Brittany are going to be moving into a new house which I figured would make this a great time to record this. And I, uh, I don't know, I may have overestimated myself on timing of recording this. But as Bill O'Reilly once said, Fuck it, we'll do it live! Um, yeah, uh, we're moving into a new place. It's gonna be just me and Brittany. We're gonna have a whole house to ourselves with the boys. And, um, I can't wait to start podcasting there and have all these guests that I have come on to come over there. We're going to have a room for it. I don't know. Maybe we'll make the living room where we do the podcasts. Not entirely sure yet, but I do know 
I'm ready to um, make more memories. I don't know. Does that, if I say no homo, is that better? I think probably. <laughs> Throw him to the wolves.